This is the Bro Storm Sports Podcast. On this week's episode, we get you ready for the NFL playoffs, uh, do a little playoff preview, make some picks, talk a little bit at the end about the college football playoff national championship. But first, we discuss the biggest news in the NFL world, what happened with DeMar Hamlin last week, and the NFL's solution to it. Stay with us throughout. It's Bro Storm Sports. With your hosts, Sasha and Scott Bushka. He's a sports talk show host named Sasha, named after Sasha Radunovich. And Scott's a wisdom-seeking, educated networking guy who works in the sports industry. Featuring intern P, the basement beer pong world champion. So put on your bro coat. It's time for a bro storm. Welcome into Bro Storm Sports. It is Monday, January 9th. We just saw Georgia lambast. TCU in the national championship game. We'll get into that a little bit later. Uh, but after a week hiatus, Bro Storm Sports is back in your feed, uh, and we're excited to be here tonight. Fellas, how we doing tonight? I'm great. I missed you guys last week. Uh, it was a, you know, I think for everyone, a bit of a uh, strange Monday night. And yeah, the college football playoff tonight, pretty brutal. Um, but glad to be back with you guys. Intern P, how you doing? Yeah, I feel great. Minus that national championship game, uh, I will not lie to you guys. I did fall asleep during the game. It was a, it was a tough watch for my Big Twelve team. It was just not a good showing. What would yeah. you say is your normal bedtime? And does Me? and does and does Sasha enforce it? <laughs> no, he doesn't enforce <laughs> it. But like today, like today, I'll probably go to bed at like two two a.m. or something. Just late night thoughts, you know, just keep me up. I do have a bedtime for him, but I, I, I don't strictly enforce it. <laughs> okay. So stupid. Good to, good to know. <laughs> stupid. Yeah. His his mom and I worked it out, and uh, we like him to be, to be tucked in by 1130, but he doesn't always follow the rules. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Anyways, getting started off on a good note. So, I mean, you guys mentioned it. Obviously, uh, those of you who are avid listeners um, and, and follow the pod closely know that we we did not release an episode last week. Uh, that was due in large part, if not in a hundred percent part, uh, to the events that occurred on Monday Night Football between the Bills and the Bengals. Uh, Demar Hamlin uh, had to be resuscitated on the field. Um, had to. And this is a bit of a tenor change here, I realize, but um, had CPR administered for about nine minutes, um, ended up going in an ambulance to a Cincinnati area hospital. Has since We have since had a lot of good news about DeMar Hamlin and uh, his progress, and it appears that uh, he should make, I, I hesitate to say a full recovery because who knows what he will and won't be able to do for the remainder of his life, but a recovery nonetheless. Uh, I guess I'll start with this. Uh, I think we were probably all watching that game as it happened. Um, just thoughts on on the scene on the field and everything that went down last Monday night. Yeah, I don't. I, don't, I mean, at this point, I think it's, it's probably been talked about a lot. And I think, Sasha, to your point, um, feel a little bit more comfortable talking about it because it feels like we are on the other side a little bit and just in terms of... Um, you know, it seems seems like we're getting a lot of positive news in terms of his health. Um, I've watched a lot of football over the years. Some would argue maybe my wife 
maybe too much football. Um, it, that was unlike anything I've ever seen watching a football game, just largely because I think like we as fans, those guys as players are get so accustomed to guys being down on the field. Even sometimes the medical staff get it, getting up, even sometimes the ambulance like strolling out and putting guys on stretchers. And at the end of it, you get a thumbs up, right? Or you get a raise in the air. And, you know, it's kind of like people say, okay, guys, guys going to be all right. We don't know quite what happened, but let's get, let's get on and play. And this was just, this, this was different. And I think like, again, I'm not delivering any new news here, but the, the thing that was so worrisome for me is just the reaction of the players. Um, Cause these are, like these are guys that are conditioned to be gladiators. And like I said, like um, play a very violent game, but also see their teammates and their brothers be down on the field and tear ACLs and Achilles and get concussions and everything else. And then like click themselves back into play mode. And that clearly wasn't, that clearly wasn't happening. And they clearly saw something on the field that really disturbed them and worried them. I mean, I, I, I think we all did that night of, I was, I was really worried that he was going to be dead. Um, I, w- I was really worried that we were going to get that news. And I think everyone was kind of bracing themselves for that. So to, you know, to be sitting here a week later and have the news that we have um, feels super, super positive. And I know we're all, you know, I'll speak for myself, like just elated for how quickly his health has turned around. Yeah, it was, uh, it was it was a jarring scenario. Um, obviously, like they were running a lot of commercial breaks, it's hard to know exactly what's going on. Uh, but it was very clear uh, that it was something different than what we're used to seeing, and and you're used to seeing um, the thumbs up, as you said, and it's it's everyone's worst nightmare. Uh, it's the NFL's worst nightmare, any teammates' worst nightmare. That like if the worst case scenario would have played out. I don't know how I don't know how everything could have just carried on as normal with week 18 as it as right. it wound up being. And, and so right. it's one thing to have one game canceled, it's another thing entirely that if uh if the worst case scenario would have played out what the NFL would have done uh down the line. The point uh, I obviously we didn't record on Monday night because of this happening. Just the general tenor of our show we had a lot of other nfl things to talk about and none of it seemed appropriate to talk about with this and i don't think anybody was relying on bro storm sports for their demar hamlin news which is why we didn't record but um i did have sure to talk Intern about P it would have would have brought some i don't know something that everyone hadn't heard on twitter already that's true um, i'm a wild card and wished up yeah that's a good point we probably deprived the people of something uh important there um, but I, I did have to talk about it the very next day on my radio show. Um, and so it kind of, before we had all of the news that we have now about DeMar Hamlin, uh, and it was a difficult topic in conversation. I think the the major point that I made, and we're going to get into a little bit of the NFL's reaction to this and what they're doing with the playoff games and neutral site potential and all of that here in a second. Uh, but my general point is, is like everybody is so quick to want to look for a bad guy and somebody to blame in a situation. The whole NFL supposedly giving him five minutes to warm up and say, get back to play. But 
the Bills and Bengals stood up against it. That whole narrative, I don't think was necessary in this situation. There was no bad guy. It was just an extremely unfortunate event that nobody could have foreseen. And the NFL ended up making all of the right decisions by canceling the game. Maybe they didn't do it as fast as everybody wanted them to, but why would you rush through a decision like that? They they did what they needed to do. They got the players off the field. They got all the information from all the parties involved, and they made the decision accordingly. And I think the the reality of the situation is Roger Goodell's at home watching this game on TV just like everyone else. And at the beginning of of all of it, he didn't know what was going on either. Yeah, I think, and look, I'm going to not give Jay Miz like a Skip Bayless take that that is going to be awesome for social media. But like, I, I think the reality is everyone everyone handled this just about as well as they could have um, from from like the Bills and the Bengals to the NFL to obviously the medical staff of, of both of those teams. And, and quite frankly, like, well, I will say like Twitter is an absolute like black hole that that you should try to not spend that much time on. Um, but even in general, like just the way that people f- for the most part in a positive way rallied around a singular guy and like obviously his charity. And I don't know how, how many millions it's up to yet was all 8.6. I, I just looked it up just a second intern ago. Oh, with the intern work. Um, but what I was going to say is I like, if, if I'm looking at this, I think that it, to me, the takeaway is like the NFL from a health standpoint, they still have some figuring out to do on the concussion side for sure. And how they deal with that, particularly between games and letting guys play. But like, to me, if it is a non concussion related injury, which this is like, it feels like they've got that shit dialed. And like, I don't know if that happens to him anywhere else in the world other than an NFL football field. I'm not sure he's still alive. But like the number of medical yeah. people there, the number of resources there, like how quickly guys were on it. Um, I don't know. I thought I thought it was pretty impressive. And I don't know how other people don't watch that and think the same thing. Yeah, it's interesting. That that's exactly the point I've heard somebody else make is like I actually I think it was Felix. Um is it's it's a horrible thing to happen, but it actually happened in the place of any place that it, the potential for saving his life was greatest, which was on an NFL field. Um, right. and, and if that happens in a high school game or um, or just like he gets in a car accident and it hits him in the right spot to put him into cardiac arrest, wh- he's probably not living through that. So so that's a really good point, actually. Uh since this is Brostorm Sports, and, and I think it's been exhausted, um, the good job that all the medical staff and everyone did and the fact that DeMar Hamlin is seems to be making a recovery. Since you brought up Skip Bayless, I wanted to get into that a little bit. Uh, I'll go to intern P. Uh, what did you make of Skip Bayless's tweet that night? I honestly, I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't that bad, I don't feel. I mean, it was probably just not the right time to say that, but he had some great po- – I mean, I don't know. It's tough. I, I don't want to say anything wrong either. I don't know. I don't know what to do. <laughs> yeah, it's, I And, and the, the Skip Bayless tweet can kind of lead us into the next thing, which was the, the canceling of the game and all of that. I think 
most of the time I think Skip Bayless is a complete idiot and and does anything for clicks. Um, I think in this case, he said mostly the right things, just in the wrong order. Like basically, he's saying, and I was trying to just quickly pull up the tweet to see if I could read it exactly for anyone who hasn't actually seen it. Yeah, I'm also um, trying to find it. It's kind of hidden down there, but I'm on my way. But essentially, he says, like, if they cancel this game, then, like, what what are all the implications of that? Right. What are all the implications of that? And then he ended it by saying, but it all seems so irrelevant right now. And that's kind of what everybody was thinking anyways, is, like, that's all irrelevant. We're worried about DeMar Hamlin. But he buried it at the end of his tweet. And, like, I think in this case, people maybe came down a little bit harder on Skip than than necessary. Yeah, I think people love to hate Skip. And I think Skip intentionally says things that people hate because it's clickbait. So to yeah. me, to me, it's to me, it's like an almost intentional thing, self fulfilling prophecy. Um, I I Ooh, don't right. like Skip Bayless, but I think he was. Um, well, I don't like him. He's probably not that good of a guy either. But I also think he was intentionally doing it to to get a rise out of people. Yeah, I mean, is, he's probably by the way not great when a guy's laying almost dead on the field. Yeah, he he has like he's probably a smart enough guy to know what he was doing. So yeah, that's I was probably giving him too much benefit of the doubt in that scenario. And uh I I do kind of despise people who do things just for clicks and, and clickbait. So Pearson, why don't you read us the tweet and then we'll get into the NFL's response. So it's no doubt the NFL is considering postponing the rest of the game, but how this late in the season, a game of this magnitude is crucial to the regular season outcome, dot, 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 which suddenly seems so irrelevant. Okay, so that's Skip's tweet. Uh, we have since found out that the NFL did postpone the game, um, and it was not made up on Tuesday or Wednesday or Thursday, and they didn't push the playoffs back. They didn't play it as a standalone game the week after week 18. They just went ahead and declared it a no contest with a series of scenarios uh, that would happen depending on what happened in week 18. We now know which of those scenarios have played out. Uh, Number one, the Bengals won over the Ravens, so we did not have to have a coin flip to determine home field in a Bengals-Ravens playoff matchup. Number two, the Bills beat the Patriots and the Chiefs beat the Raiders, meaning they both have the same number of losses, but the Chiefs, do have a better winning percentage based on playing one more game and having 14 wins instead of 13. So the Chiefs were awarded the bye, uh, essentially the one, the number one seed. But if the Bills and the Chiefs do meet in the AFC Championship game, it will be moved to a neutral site instead of played in Buffalo or Kansas City. Thoughts on any of that? I um. To be honest with you, I thought it was as creative solution as you could get to, um, given the circumstances. I don't think they could play that game as long as Demar Hamlin was still in critical condition, at, at not up, awake, and breathing on his own. Which that didn't happen till Thursday, if I if I'm correct, right? And so you get to Thursday, it's too late to play that game, and then you're talking about moving an entire week of playoff games. You're talking about starting to get into some really wonky things at that point. So they so you cancel the game. You're at a scenario where those two teams have one one less game than everyone else. And to be honest with you, like I feel like it is roughly fair for everyone, except for 
maybe the Bengals got screwed a little bit. And what I, what I mean by that is like every team has like a gripe and a benefit. Like the Chiefs are saying, hey, we played all 17 games. We only lost three. And one of our losses came when we had to play at Cincinnati and the Bengals didn't play at Cincinnati where they easily could have lost. And then we would have just got to play all our games at home. So it's not perfect for them, but they still got the bye. Um, Buffalo's saying, well, we beat Kansas City. We have as many losses as them. And if we would have played that out, we like we could have been 14 and three and we would have had home field advantage. But like there's a pretty reasonable chance that they lose at Cincinnati. Right. They were already down seven, three in the first quarter. Cincinnati is the one that's like. I, I don't understand why they wouldn't have done a tried to do a neutral site or maybe do something different for. In the event that Cincinnati and Buffalo play in the second round, which is likely to happen. Yeah. So yeah, that one's not that one's not a neutral one. It's not a neutral field if they meet. No, I don't think so. No, I no. I thought I read some. Maybe maybe not. But let me see if I can find it. A lot of research being done by Inter. Yeah, get on Wikipedia. I think Wikipedia has it. I haven't been on Wikipedia in a while. It's it's winter break, so uh, you know all my school works from Wikipedia. You got to get the use out of that subscription, Pete. You're still on winter break. Yeah, my first day's back is the seventeenth. Kids, kids, kids these days. (laughs) I will agree with you that. Cincinnati has a minor gripe over the home field issue. I think the number one thing at play in all of this was who ends up getting the bye. Um, Cincinnati had no path to the bye, even if they come out as a winner in that Bills game, because the Chiefs never lost. And right. so um, I think it's a minor gripe. Um, obviously, the the idea that they were going to have to coin flip with the Ravens for for home field was I but I could see the Ravens side of that too which is like we we beat them twice what if they would have lost to Buffalo we'd be the division champions right. so um I I get that for sure uh it's you're right there was no perfect solution to any of it and so they they came up with the best solution that they could and uh we'll see how it plays out if any of the the neutral site things actually happen, but uh, it's funny how people like believe what should happen based on the color of glasses they wear, because you can't just award them both wins. You can't just pretend like they're both 14 and three and 13 and four. You can't pretend like they both lost either. And so there's really no great way to do it. Um, And and the NFL did the best they could with the situation they were dealt. And I think, all teams involved were fairly understanding considering why we were in this situation. My, my main takeaway um, about the Bengals having a gripe is I had like a two day respite of thinking Joe Burrow was an okay guy because of how he dealt with the situation last Monday. And now I'm back to being super annoyed by him. Why don't you like Joe Burrow? What did he do to you? He's too, he's, he's, He's too arrogant. Did you see his latest quote? Yeah, I saw the latest quote. What, like, how long's your window? The window's my career. Like, he's too he's he's too arrogant for not having won anything yet. Except for that's not true because he won a national championship and went to a Super Bowl. So I probably can't say that. But I just he's still he he still needs to win a Super Bowl before he can be talking like he's Patrick Mahomes. I like I need Patrick Mahomes to shut him up. 
Joe, yeah. Joe Burrow's interesting because, like, I'm I'm starting to realize that I'm wrong about this. But my whole theory, like, all through last year, uh, as he was going into the playoffs and stuff, is like, if Joe Burrow's so good, why did it take him five years to become the starting quarterback in college? And, like, he, he had this magical year in his last year as quarterback at LSU. And that's a little bit of an exaggeration. He started one year at LSU before that. But, like, he had to transfer around. Yeah, him, um, him and Stetson Bennett. He, yeah, he had this magical year in his last year at LSU. Shoots up, becomes the number one pick. But it's kind of like my... I, I'm wondering what, wh- why all of a sudden he was so good, but I, I think I'm wrong because he looks like he's pretty damn good. Uh, but I agree, somebody needs to shut him up. Hopefully, Mahomes will be the one. I, I mean, mean, Urban Meyer was his coach, so that's why he was sitting because he had an incompetent guy. Urban Meyer uh, was a great college coach, dude. Just because Urban Meyer mm, sucked with the Jaguars doesn't mean he didn't know what he was doing in college. No, he's a great coach. Great coach. Yeah, love him. Everyone loves him. Good. Dude, Urban Meyer won like multiple national championships in college. He's he's may, maybe the what third if, best college coach of his generation. What have you done for me lately? That's that's Sasha, my motto. Sasha, Sasha's right on this one. What if, what if you gave T. Higgins and Jamar Chase to Patrick Mahomes? I mean, yeah, he, it'd be pretty. Yeah, good. I guess, but yeah. yeah, I mean, they'd be unstoppable. It'd be game over, but. Mahomes took too much money, unfortunately, and they had to trade away Tyreek. Dude, it wasn't about Mahomes' money. Burrow's mm-hmm. going to take every bit of the money Mahomes took and more after the third year. It's just the way the, way the deal works. I'm just uh, he's had the point is so the point is I know we I I brought this up and now the point is he's had one good season in the playoffs and now he's talking about his window being his entire career. Like, go talk to Aaron Rodgers. Like he's got some work to do before he he can be that arrogant is my only point in the NFL. Yeah, it, it it's always harder than you think to win Super Bowls. When Aaron Rodgers won the Super Bowl in I believe oh six, like everybody thought he was just oh six might not be right. That sounds too long ago. No, I think it was like thirteen, thirteen or twelve or something. Yeah, either way, everybody thought he was going to be rattling off Super Bowls from there on out. And uh, it hasn't worked out that way. I believe I, I the we'll split the difference. I think it was the 2010 season. We'll look that up in the break yeah, and, and get back to you on that. Um, but uh, that's going to do it for our DeMar Hamlin talk and the NFL solution to it. On the other side of the break, we're going to s- start heading into NFL playoff season, start giving you some of our predictions on that, do some best bets. We'll, uh, we'll be rocking and rolling. Stay with us. Having an event that needs amazing entertainment? Hi-Fi Productions is the way to go. They bring their mobile dueling pianos and provide a highly interactive and fun show that's perfect for fundraisers, corporate events, or any kind of party. Is somebody getting married soon? Hi-Fi also provides the best wedding DJ service around, winning Wedding Wire's Couples Choice Award four years in a row. They know how to pack a dance floor. Based in Wichita, Kansas, visit HiFiProductions.net to book your unforgettable event. Welcome back into Bro Storm Sports. We had quite some, quite a time during the break talking about Super Bowls and Roman numerals. I feel like it's necessary, uh, just coming out here, for Scott to give Pearson a few Roman numerals and him tell us what number he's giving him. <laughs> I like this game. 
I'm ready. I'm ready to go. I'm not even going to cheat. All right, Pearson. Um, we did learn Pearson struggles a little bit with his Roman numerals. Pearson, Super Bowl X I I V. What Super Bowl is it? That's not fair. I don't think that's a valid Roman numeral. I don't think that's yeah. a Roman I don't think anybody would put him in that order. <laughs> sorry. X, sorry. X-V-I-I. Oh, my God. Uh, Starting easy. I thought. 33. <laughs> 32. 32. <laughs> there you go. I, wait, wait, wait. I think I got it, Scott. Would that be 17? I think X is 25. Yeah, no. he's five. Are you serious? X is ten. Oh, X is ten. <laughs> <laughs> Scott doesn't know his Roman numerals either. Uh, yeah, this is embarrassing. Yeah. All, All right, right, Sasha, maybe you should be giving the quiz. I got an easy one. XL. Shirt size. Um, that's sixty. No, no, no. X is twenty. X is twenty-five. You guys are. In- <laughs> 35. Listen, Listen, I'm gonna I'm gonna break this down for everyone and then we're gonna move on. X is ten, V is five, I is one, and L is fifty. But here's the kicker. This is this is the part that gets most people, if which apparently you guys haven't even gotten this part. If the smaller is before the bigger, you subtract the smaller from the bigger. So XL, XL is forty. XL is forty. Because it's fifty minus ten. But if it was LX. That'd be 60. We're coming up on that one. Welcome to the Honors Club, Sasha. Congratulations. Jay Miz was giving you noogies in grade school. Speaking of which, we're coming up on Super Bowl LVII, Super Bowl 57. We're making our way there. Uh, before we get into the, uh, the playoff picture, we're going to actually pick two games each, and we're also going to give you our picks all the way through the playoffs. But before we do that, you guys see anything interesting in week 18 that you cared about? I cared about two things. Um, one, somewhat. So I, I was able to sneak away from my kids yesterday to to watch the very start of the games yesterday, which was 10 a.m. Pacific time out here. I got a chance to watch the so the Bills-Patriots game was on CBS. Um, I got a chance to watch the national anthem, which was which was emotional, uh, but then the um, the opening kickoff, Naheem Hines returned for a touchdown, and it w- it was one of those deals where like it almost seemed like he definitely should have been caught. Like like there was two or three guys that had an angle on him, and I just thought it was. I I think I told you all via text. I I like don't know why, but I kind of started to cry just because it was like a really. It, it was, was a really emotional thing and like the Bills first game post everything that happened with DeMar Hamlin. So I thought that was really cool. Um, and then my second thing was that same game, Bills beat the Patriots, which means that I don't have to pay for a trip to Vegas for like 12 guys and I get to go to a trip for free. Um, so I was pretty relieved by like more or less everything that happened in that game. Yeah, I am proud of you for winning that bet. I was getting nervous for you, man. I'm not gonna lie. I was getting nervous. Yeah, for I gotta myself. be honest. I I placed a couple of big bets on the Patriots. Uh I'm not sure why. 
Why just, would you do that? Well, yeah. maybe I thought like if the Patriots win, I could help you with some of your trips to Vegas. You know, if I win these bets, then I can help you Scott out. You didn't That's think, exactly you what didn't think Buffalo could. Um, that you think, thought they were going to be mentally flustered? Yeah, I'm not sure what my thought process was. It was actually one of my, uh, which we'll get into here in a second. It was one of my bro storm picks for the week, which we didn't give on air last week, obviously, because we weren't on, but we still made them and posted them on Insta. So some of you might have seen those. And uh, I managed to go 0-2 and uh, blow my shot at the championship. Uh, but just real quick, intern P, true or false? You cried when Naheem Hines scored that touchdown as well. Uh, the second touchdown, yeah, I cried pretty heavily. Uh, two, two in one game, crazy. Like that's, I don't, I don't understand that. Wait, so the second touchdown is what <laughs> got you verklempt? Yeah, it was misty. It was, it was a misty day. But no, I didn't, I didn't cry. But it was super cool to see that, and I think it really relieved the pressure from the Bills. I think there were, that first drive was going to be shaky, but then he comes out gives a whole relief to the city of Buffalo, honestly. Yeah, I can't disagree. Look at that hard-hitting emotional analysis from intern P. No crying from the second touchdown. <laughs> By wish. the way, um, we promised to let you guys know something from before the break. I just realized we were so busy with Roman numerals, I forgot to get back to it. It was the 2010 season, Super Bowl 45, that Aaron Rodgers won. Happened in 2011, of course, as as these seasons go. Other than intern P crying or everyone crying, um, you had the, that the Lions-Packers game was really good last night. Great to see Aaron Rodgers be a baby, baby while going off the field. Um, yeah, I wish Detroit was in. Wait, how was Rodgers a baby? I must have missed something there. He's just... I feel more or less the same way about Aaron Rodgers that I do about Joe Burrow, but... He's just kind of a baby, and he he like pushed the cameraman out of his way, like on his way into the into the locker room. I just, it's always all about him. So is he done? Is this was that his last game? Mm, I doubt it. You tell me, P. Uh, I would like to assume no, but I think he might make a trip out to uh to Vegas this next upcoming season to hang out and see all the clubs. The thing that's interesting with these quarterbacks is the money has gotten so big and they just keep giving him contracts no matter how old they are. And it's like, yeah, maybe I don't really want to play anymore, but I love getting $59 million to do it every year. Right. It's like the 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 reward is so great that it's just like, when am I ever going to stop playing? Because when am I not going to have $50 million in front of me the next year? And right. like, I think Tom Brady's motives are a little bit different. But there's got to be some of that that factors into it as well. Although Brady now has $375 million waiting for him in the broadcast booth, so maybe he will finally retire. And Aaron Rodgers might not have that because no one likes him, but do you think... I heard the $100,000 pyramid is looking for a host. <laughs> I guess I guess he did do the Jeopardy thing. He was good at that, honestly. Yeah, they didn't choose him, though. No, he didn't shoot. I think if he would have stayed, if he would have been like, I'm going to retire, I'll do No, Jeopardy, he was going to try to be him. the Jeopardy host and play. Oh, uh, well. Jeopardy didn't choose him. So I, I, I don't know. I I still like Aaron Rodgers. I know Scott despises him as long, along with Joe Burrow. 
just all the quarterbacks I like. He just hates them. Unless you guys got anything else on week 18, maybe we should take a look at how the picks went this past week. Do you think that I should get any credit for Cliff Kingsbury getting fired? I think Cliff Kingsbury handled that as well as he could on his own. There's this crazy theory going around that uh, Kingsbury will be the next offensive coordinator of the Kansas City Chiefs. How do you feel about that? No comment. I don't think Andy Reid needs his mind. Is that a real rumor, though? Somebody said it. Felix? Who said it? Felix Johnson, host of the press box. All right. All right. Moving on. All right. I've taken us I've taken us off down a down a rat hole. All right, Scott, do you got the results on this last weekend or am I supposed to have those? I I I got I got them here. I'll I'll fly through them. Sasha, you somehow managed to after leading the whole season lose the regular season title to intern P, which to be honest is embarrassing for all of us. I'm embarrassed for you and for me. Less for Jay Miz because his picks are terrible. Um, Sasha, you went 0-2 this week to finish at 17-13, and 13, which is an extremely commendable um, year. Make some money in Vegas at 17-13. and 13. Um, I, for the first time in a long time, was 2-0. and 0. Um, Picked the Steelers to cover and then picked the Vikings to cover, uh, but still finished at 14-16-1 on the year. So third place. Out of four, um, intern P is the winner of the regular season. He went one and one on the week to finish sixteen eleven and three. It's a it's a little bit like the Chiefs Bills. He got you on a technicality of winning percentage. It feels like because you did have one more win than him, but intern P is taking in a lot of ties. And then J Miz one and one on the week finished three ten and one. Congratulations to Jameis. So, Andrew B, what do you have to say for yourself? I just want to thank all my all my fans, uh, everyone that's supported me through the the months here. Um, I want to give it up to Sasha for kind of blowing it just a bit. Uh, I have he uh, he's a very big part of this and me winning. So uh, I commend you, Sasha. Thank it kind of depends thank on you. how you define winning percentage, though, because uh, we both picked thirty games. He won 16 out of 30. I won 17 out of 30. Yeah, I, you had more losses than me, though. I I think I'm the outright winner on anybody's book. I mean, well, you just do it, but he made more money than you because those those three pushes, he got his money back. Yeah, I get it. 16 out of 27 is a higher percentage than 17 out of 30. I was just trying to confuse the audience. I will say no. this, though. Myself, along with intern P, live-lined John Rahm to, for Colin Morikawa to choke away the golf tournament this weekend, and it paid plus 900. He was still three strokes down when we did it. So that makes up for all my football losses. Oh, wow. Congratulations. It was a, it was a top five bet. In You're my not book. betting golf in January. You're not doing it right. I mean, um, that's I'm impressed. I had a good weekend on the NFL this weekend as well, but no one cares about that. I figured out what a teaser was this weekend as well, so I'm big on teasers now. I like them a lot. Um, Teasers suck. Fastest way to lose your shirt. 
Sausage. It's interesting. I went the opposite direction of after the everything from last week. I did the Chiefs, Bills, and Bengals in a three in just like in a three team money line parlay because I just I just thought they were all gonna win. And if you did those three together, it was like plus a hundred. Um, that's what I hate about those heavy favorite parlays is like. I got to win three games and I'm just getting paid one to one. I don't, I don't like that kind of stuff. Yeah. All right. Well, agree to disagree. I mean, right, what are we doing? What are we doing with the playoffs? I'm excited about the playoffs. It's a clean, clean slate, right? So like when I whoop Pearson's ass, we're not going to be like adding it to the regular season tallies. Correct. Clean slate. So what we're going to do here is I'm going to go through my winners this weekend and then I'm going to tell you who I think is going to be in both championship games, AFC and NFC. You want to save the Super Bowl winners? Just tell you who's going to be in the Super Bowl? Sure. Okay. We'll do that. And then after we all do that, uh, we will we will pick the six games this weekend. Scott will go first since he's last place in the regular season. Or no, vice versa. P will go first since he's first place in the regular season. Then I will go second. Scott will go third. He'll get the two games that are left. So, real quick, in the AFC, uh, this this is not against the spread. This is just who we have advancing. I've got the Bills, Bengals, and Jaguars winning in the wild card weekend. I got the Chiefs and Bills in the AFC championship game and the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. In the NFC... I've got the Niners, Vikings, and Bucks advancing no, through this you weekend. Said cow- you said Cowboys. Why would I pick the Cowboys to win a game? We're making I, shit up, dude. I got the Niners, Vikings, and Cowboys advancing through the wild card round. And the Niners and the Eagles playing in the NFC Championship game and the Eagles advancing to the Super Bowl. There. I so muddled my way through you that. You got Chiefs. You got Chiefs. Yeah, that wasn't that smooth. Yeah. Um, sounded like interim P there. So you got the you got a Chiefs Eagles Super Bowl, which that I feel correct. like is going to be relatively common. Intern P, what do you got on uh, just uh, I think through the playoffs? I'm gonna start. I'm gonna go backwards. I'm gonna start with my Super Bowl. Just kind of you know, let you know what I'm feeling. That's good. Um, I have, I have the 49ers. And the Cincinnati make Bengals it easy to create social media content. Yeah, I, I have Cincinnati and 49ers. And then um, I'll go, I'll start back up. Uh, I got Chargers, Cincinnati, Buffalo, all out of the out of the AFC. And then the 49ers, Giants, Dallas in the first round. And then Chiefs playing the Cincinnati Bengals, Bengals winning. And then the 49ers playing Philadelphia and then also winning. So Cincy... And the 49ers are in my Super Bowl. Literally, it seemed like he was speaking Spanish that entire time. Dude, it's hard. Okay. We didn't we didn't <laughs> fill the we did not I mean it's you can only you can it only would have been easy if you so just much. went through it in normal order. Like Whoa. Sasha did. <laughs> Who, Sasha was speaking Spanish too. I don't, I don't, we should have done game right. by game. We so should have done game by game. game. You have the Bengals and the Niners in the Super Bowl. Yes, that's all that matters anyway. <laughs> I got and yes, Chargers, right. Chargers, Cincy, Buffalo. 
I don't know. Never mind. It's, all right, it's let me, too much. All right. All right. Let me show you guys how this is done. Starting, we're, we're new. We're new starting, to this. Starting in the AFC. <laughs> I got the Bills beating the Dolphins. The Bengals beating the Ravens. The Chargers beating, or excuse me, the Jags beating the Chargers. Um, and then the Chiefs obviously have the bye. So then you got Bills, Bengals. I'll take the Bengals. You got Jags, Chiefs. I'll take the Chiefs. And then you got Chiefs, Bengals rematch of last year. Patrick Mahomes sticks it to Burrow. You got Chiefs going to the Super Bowl. That's the AFC. In the NFC, I got the Niners beating the Seahawks handily. I got the Vikings beating the Giants. I got the Bucks beating the Cowboys. So different from Sasha there. Eagles have the bye. Second round, I got um, the Niners beating the Vikings. And then I got the Eagles beating the Bucks. Then I got NFC Championship game, the Niners beating the Eagles, Chiefs Niners Super Bowl rematch of 2020. Yeah. Yeah, that was a little better. That was a little better. 2019. You did you did great, Scott. I thanks, guys. Super proud of you. Is any part of you picking the Jags to beat the Chargers just because you don't want the Chiefs to have to play the Chargers? I would say almost a hundred percent. Um although they did play in week three and it was thirty eight to ten. So there's that. There's that too. And I just don't trust here's another a good another good betting one for you. Um after that Bengals after that Bengals Ravens game in the the first slot on Sunday, I'm like, oh, the Chargers are clearly gonna rest all their starters and the Denver Lions at six and a half. I'm going to bet Denver to cover six and a half because surely Brandon Staley won't play all his starters. And then he proceeded to play them the whole game and three of them got hurt. Um, so I just feel like it's a, it's like stupidity karma for Brandon Staley that they're going to lose that game. Classic Brandon Staley. I love it. All right, let's uh, let's move on. You got our Super Bowl picks. Uh, P, who'd you have in the Super Bowl? Uh, the 49ers and the Bengals. Scott, who'd you have? Chiefs Niners. And I've got the Chiefs and the Eagles. Uh, let's pick these wild card games. Um, P, you are the regular season champ on a technicality, just based on a bunch of pushes. Mm, is from the yeah, way I, I see it. Uh, like Joe so, so pinpoint two of these games this weekend that you are confident in, and tell us who you think is going to cover the spread. All right, I'll start then. I, I have some picks. So I like San Francisco over Seattle minus ten. Uh, Brock Purdy is just the perfect rookie quarterback in that uh, Shanahan offense. He's just really playing the role. And then McCaffrey being there is such a game changer. I don't think anybody expected him to be this good for that team. Uh, they're just blowing people out every single week. And uh, I think they're going to – I think they're big line. Uh, I don't care. I think it's – they're probably going to win by 14 or 15 or 16, something somewhere in that range. Might put a bet on that. And then for my second game – I uh I like the Chargers. I do. Uh even though the Jaguars are very hot. Uh, the line's my minus 1 in the Chargers favorite. They're uh, at Jacksonville. Jacksonville is a very surprising team to say the least, but I just think Herbert's a little bit better than Trevor Lawrence, so I'm going to go with the Chargers. Minus 1. I was going to take the Jags, so you took that off my board. Well, maybe maybe win next year, and then you can go first. Is it bad? <laughs> Touche. 
Is it bad that I picked the Vikings and the Cowboys both to advance and I'm looking at both of those games wanting to take the other teams plus three? Yeah. Well, they can still win. They can still do both. All right. I'll go now. I'll go. I got to pick teams that I picked to win. Um, So, man, I hate these big lines in the playoffs, but I'm just going to stick in the AFC. I'm going to go. The, the Dolphins are toast without a quarterback. Um, I don't think two is going to play. Even if he does, like, I think the Bills are on a roll. They'll have time to like actually have a week of preparation this week. So I'll go Bills. I've got it at minus 10.5. I hate these double-digit spreads, but I can't take the Dolphins. So I'll go Bills minus 10.5, and I'll go with the Bengals to lambast the Ravens again for the second week in a row. Bengals minus six and a half. Interesting. I wanted to avoid both of those games because I have no idea what's happening at quarterback for the Dolphins or the Ravens. But so I guess my thought is, is even if Lamar Jackson and Tua play, I don't think those lines, like I don't think those lines really reflect them not playing. I think the, the Bengals and the Bills could win by a lot more with the backup QBs in. Yeah, that's fair. Maybe. I think if Lamar plays, that game could be close in Cincy. Yeah, the, but the what, caveat so, that I guess he hasn't played in like eight weeks. Let's say, let's say that Lamar plays though. The Bengals are still a better team. They're still at home, so you get the three point at home. And let's say Vegas thinks they're two points better. They're still at least minus five in that game with Lamar on the field. Yeah, you're pretty right. You're so smart, Sasha. Thanks, Scott. I've been waiting my um, whole life for you to say. All right. <laughs> so that so that is it my turn? Yeah, it's your turn. And so you got two leave. two choices. Yeah, I'm I'm taking I don't love either of them. You left me the two shitty three point spreads, but um I'm gonna take the Vikings to cover three in that game. I think it's more likely that that's a push, but I'll take the Vikings to cover three. I know that's what they beat the Giants by a couple weeks ago in Minnesota, but I just think the Giants don't have enough offense in the playoffs. So take Vikings to cover three. And then I'm going to take Tom Brady and the Bucks to cover three. They're getting three at home against the Cowboys. Um, I think I picked the Bucks to win that game outright. So I'll take the Bucks. All right, so Scott's on the Vikings minus three, the Bucks plus three. I'm on the Bills minus ten and a half, and the Bengals minus six and a half. And P is on the Niners minus ten, and the Chargers minus one. We've only got one plus line in our six picks this week. Scott going with the one underdog, so uh, we'll see if the favorites rule the day because that's what we're going to need to have some some good picks this week you guys got anything to add on best bats or nfl playoffs before i get us um, out of this I, segment I, I do have one thing uh primetime kurt cousins i've learned to stay as far as way as possible from that he's lost me uh some money on primetime so i'm not the most confident in the vikings this week against the giants Are all playoff games considered primetime but yeah what are the it's rules 140 on that? that sunday that's 140 prime. no i see 330 <laughs> on sunday 
that's a that we're we're negotiating a time zone difference there. Oh yeah, you live in <laughs> Portland. That's right. <laughs> I totally forgot about time zones, dude. dude time zones are almost yeah, as tough as uh, Roman numerals. Yeah, dude. I, I want to say congrats. No, no. I want to say congrats to Intern P. We give him a lot of shit on this show. Can't believe over a seventeen week season we let him beat us. So yeah, great job picking P. Uh, we're going to get out of here on the other side of the break. Uh, we're going to briefly discuss the debacle that was the national championship game tonight. Stay with us. Welcome back into bro storm sports. Uh, as mentioned off the top, it is Monday, January 9th. And, uh, normally we're, we're coming up to you live right after Monday night football, but obviously Week 18, the NFL does not play a Monday night game, although they somehow do in the playoffs now, so they milk that for all it's worth. But instead, we had the college football national championship tonight, and it was a doozy. Georgia gets the victory 65-7. to I think everybody on this call, except for the one with three kids under four, took a nap during the game. Um, So... I mean, any thoughts? I, I would say thoughts on the national championship, but it was just hardly worth talking about. Just thoughts on college football in general. Yeah, I'm. I I've been. I've been off of college football for a while, and based on tonight's results, I'm still off of college football. I just don't think the product is that good. I think it's too predictable. I'm so tired of the SEC just like slaughtering everyone. Um, the thing that is kind of a shame is that I feel like college football had a moment where those two semifinal games were really, really good. And it was like, they built some momentum. Like we've had a lot of duds in those semifinal games and we had two really good ones. And then tonight was just like barely watchable from the start. It's a bad look for the big 12, which is a bummer as you know, as a a big 12 alum. Um, and we we obviously come from Big Twelve country, so yeah, I I don't know. I I just like I said, I feel like college football has become too predictable. The same four teams win every year. This year is no different, and so it just makes me not that interested in it. Yeah, I agree. It's it's very regionalized. It's uh, SEC driven. It's it's driven by the South. Uh, the only thing that was interesting about that game tonight was there was like 37 different ways you could watch it. So you could just flip between all the different broadcasts and see what was going on. We spent a good portion of the first half uh, watching the Pat McAfee version of the broadcast. Shout out to a fellow podcaster. Future. That's going to be the future Sasha Bushka version of the broadcast. Yeah. Well, it was pretty wild. The Pat McAfee version. It was basically just like him and team Tebow chopping it up about JC code for jesus christ and uh saying tim tebow was tim tebow was the greatest human to walk the earth and uh just basically saying whatever he thought and came to his mind p what'd you think of the mcafee broadcast it was i don't know it's hard to focus so i was trying to watch the game and then i just hear him in the background just rambling about god knows what and just he loves punts he loves punts um but yeah, Tim Tebow was electric. I forgot he existed. Um, but he's a he's a big JC supporter, so I I respect him a lot. Yeah, can't say that on the podcast. We don't want to get you, you know, can say whatever you want on demonetized. the podcast. 
That's true. Demon- you can. Demonetized? Yeah. Is that, is that, what, is that like when a, a a demon takes all your money? Like what is monetized? <laughs> like, uh, I think it's. I think that's a movie with Keanu Reeves or something. No, that's that's uh, John Wick. Um, no, it's just we we lose all of our money that we make on. We make what couple grand oh, every like time when you so. monetize your yeah. business this is yeah and then you get demonetized demonetized yeah. yeah let's ladies and gentlemen let's remember intern peas on winter break he hasn't been to class in a while so give him a break yeah he lost <laughs> all his subscriptions wikipedia merriam webster urban dictionary nerd Actually, wallet Chegg, chegg's where it's at that's where all the answers are it's a real thing it's like 20 bucks a month but future so sponsor anybody, Jake. So if it, yeah, if anyone wants to send me some college fund money so I can pass my classes, just shoot it over. I mean, this is college football. We're more interested in talking about intern piece subscriptions than anything that happened in the game. Exactly. That's how sucky it is. I- exactly. College football is, needs some, to change something, and I think this new playoff system is going to be amazing. It's going to make these games more electric. Do you think that Stetson Bennett gets a shot in the NFL? I mean, yeah. Why wouldn't he? Yeah. I mean, Stetson Bennett or Big Cock Brock, right? As a college career. <laughs> uh, there. I don't know. That's a good question. I was going to say there's no way Stetson Bennett's as good as Big Cock Brock, but, I'm, but if you would ask me that a year ago, I'm sure it would have been a different answer. Um, He's like intern P size. Intern P might be taller than Stetson Bennett. Yeah, it's it's definitely questionable. We'll see if he gets drafted in like the seventh round or if he ends up going in as an undrafted free agent. I could see him like uh who's the guy? Chase Daniels. He's been a backup in the NFL forever. He's like four nine. Uh, but <laughs> he's been pretty good. He's made a lot of money. I could see Stetson Bennett doing that. But I was gonna do this a couple minutes ago until you brought up that question. I think it's time to get out of here for the night unless you guys got anything else. Fun episode. I'm uh, all right. I'm excited for the playoffs. Absolutely. Come here for all your playoff news. Follow us on TikTok. Follow us on Instagram. We'll be giving you updates throughout. Um, thank you for listening this far. If you like anything you heard, give us a rating, five star, review it, subscribe, all the good stuff. This has been the Bro Storm Sports Podcast. We'll see you next time. 